gosh. Okay, actually, I said, oh my gosh, because I'm looking at the, the, like the weirdest looking Santa uh, sweater. Some people call it an ugly sweater, but I think Andy bought it because he thinks it's awesome. And it's got the uh, character from Elf on it, just saying, Santa, oh my God, OMG. I know him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite quotes from that movie is uh, Mr. Norwell. He's leaving the, the North Pole, and he, he, he looks back at Mr. Norwell. So. Now, you realize our listeners have no idea who's talking right now. Uh, they he, don't need he, to know this he part. He stepped right over. <laughs> Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Introduce All right. us, Greg. Bring hey, us this in. is WVLP 103.1 FM, and this is Porter County Buzz. Uh, you're listening to one of the hosts, uh, Greg Sims, one of the other co-hosts. You just heard uh, saying OMG by, uh, well, yeah, he's an OMG. It's uh, Andy Bozek. Uh, his brother Andy is unavailable Adam. today. I keep trying to get him to come here. You said my brother Andy. That's oh, me. I'm Andy. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Adam's not real either, I'm Andy. You know? <laughs> and our guest is looking going, what the heck are they talking about? So is my, da- my dad finally met Greg this weekend. So. Yes. <laughs> I, I happened to, I was lost, and, and I was going through my, my Garmin, because I'm not uh, savvy enough to have a, a, a fancy-dancy phone with a navigation system. And the Garmin, I was supposed to go to uh, Couts, and I ended up somehow in Burns Harbor, and, and there was some weird kind of light display. And as I pulled in, I saw a bunch of people. I saw a Grinch, actually. And uh, I thought maybe that Grinch was uh, Andy Bozek. And I find out it was. Um, but there was a real Grinch there, there too. Was there Grinch was another there. one dressed yeah. up, you son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a fantastic light show that uh, our listeners, I'm sure you've heard Andy bragging about it for months now. And I actually got a chance to see it, and it was it was okay. Uh, <laughs> the hot chocolate was good. You know, that made the the, the day by the caring place. Uh, they were gracious yeah, they enough were to, that was really cool. to give us some hot chocolate. And yeah. No, Andy gave you the hot chocolate. They oh, served the hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> no, yes. it was a great event. We had Santa out. We had the Grinch out. Um, halfway through the event, the Grand Pumbaa showed up. I see Greg Sims walking down the, the driveway. He's got a hat that's as tall as him and looks like a Fred Flintstone Grand, Grand Pumbaa It was hat. a water buffalo there hat. Thank you very much. It was awesome. And very very warm. It looked very warm. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for coming. It, yeah. was, it was a really good turnout. We had a lot of people. Um, we raised some good money for the character place. So, I mean, it, and the lights are still going. That was our only Santa event, but the lights are on every weekday till 1030 on the weekends, Saturday, uh, Friday and Saturday mm-hmm. on until 11 p.m. So 259 Lake Park Road, Burns Harbor, uh, 46304. So come on down and uh, you can oh. visit us. Okay. Oh, and, and yeah, as while we're on the air, here, Andy, here's a, a, I don't know what happened, some weak moment, uh, somebody gave you a gift. So, what? I get a yeah, gift and I yeah. get to open it live on the air? <laughs> oh, my kids are going to lose their minds. Oh, my goodness. So, I've been gifted this, uh, it's from back in like the 50s, 60s, I think this candy was a lot more famous. And it's their satellite wafers, they're little wafers with candy balls in the middle, the, the outside kind of melts on your tongue. And it's from my childhood. My my mom used to eat them, um, and so she used to get them for us. And now, Greg, thank you guys. Thank you, Mrs. Uh-huh. Sims. And there's this 240 of them, 240. so that should last you maybe a couple days. Yes, uh, my kids will eat them. That's the problem. i got to hide them from the kids. <laughs> you guys rock. Thank oh, you my so much. God. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was uh, Mrs. Sims stopped in the the, the studio really quick. That yeah. Was, that was Greg's wife, and I, I'm talking to our guest. We're gonna introduce. Let's <laughs> just get Barb Regnitz. Yes. And so, and uh, current well, she's the commissioner elect 
of yeah. um, so District so, 1. Yeah, center, 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 district center 1? Township. Two. District 2. District 2. District 2. Center, center of the county. Center District. Yeah. Yeah. Here we're all looking at each other going, what is it again? Center District. And I heard that they haven't changed those districts since they first laid them out. Really Nothing has same, changed. Same. same, same surprise yeah. me, yeah. And it's always an interesting thing, and we have talked about this prior on the show, but um, so you run for what we call District 2, or not what we call, what they call District 2, um, but you actually run countywide. We so run countywide. You're running just, you're yeah. representing that yeah. area, yeah. but you Well, we don't run. represent that area. They just want to make sure that not everybody comes from Valpo that's so, going to run mm -hmm. for That makes for sense. Right? So they want to make sure you have representation from all Equal representation. Yeah. Or, yeah. Around the county. Yeah. Yeah. See, and that's what's weird, because the commissioners yeah. have that, but the council... It's a little different than the council, Yeah, right? we have seven members, four are representing a district, and then three are at large. And yeah. those four, the difference is, is those four, if you live, for example, in uh, District 1, which is North County for the council, um, that would be... Uh, By Chesterton. Redstone's yeah. current yeah. seat yeah. Uh, that he well, just won. Redstone you, elect. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, councilman elect. But that would be the only person or the only race that you would vote in. For example, right. Greg was running in District was three. 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 And mm -hmm. if you lived in District 1, you wouldn't see him on your ballot. Correct. But you would see Barb. So that's a, a good introduction. Yeah, it is weird. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no rhyme for it. Well, yeah, it is what it is, you know. And I'll tell you so, a little something I know about Barb. Barb I know. I, I know. They, I, I, so, I mean, both people that ran for this position ran hard last year, and they put a lot of work in. Um, but I will say that I know Barb did something. Were you at the fair every single day yeah, that it was open? Day, every day. Oh, every I was hour, there every, day, every hour. Yep. <laughs> yes, but you were working. Yeah, <laughs> she was fine. <laughs> I was seating people. It was That's important. Awesome. Yes, no, right. it, was, it was. Greg was an usher there. I don't know if you were aware of an that. An usher, usher for head what? Usher. Yeah, for the the play the plays my god the um concerts oh and the, okay okay and, and the okay. bleachers and stuff. Okay. Oh, okay. stuff like yeah. that yeah okay. he was running all yeah. that so nice he was there too. nice so yeah so that was a great event so mm -hmm. many people came through it was really fun i've never seen anybody do that i mean like to have the um i mean you put a lot of work into to spend that time there and shaking all those people's hands and meeting people so what was that what was that like was that a positive experience Is oh it, very very would you positive. do it again oh absolutely <laughs> i do it again in a heartbeat so we'll see you again next summer yeah, yeah. absolutely i will be there next summer because it was a lot of fun and wow. you get to meet so many people it mm -hmm. was it was really it was really a, a joy to do that awesome. but you don't realize that i stood in the aisle and I actually stop people to get them to come to. to I can come see you doing them. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, and then awesome. I get to introduce them to other candidates as well, if that, you know, if they had an interest in doing that. So. Well, and, and you got an opportunity to meet the kids that were with them. And I, and yeah. I say that because I know my kids were with yeah. you, and they were yeah. real excited. Yeah, yeah. that's Barb. I've seen yeah. her shirt or seen yeah, her yeah, signs, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, you know, they get really excited about They yeah. recognize that because we yeah. do pay attention as a family, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, so what was your reason for getting involved? What made you want to run to be a commissioner? And how, and how did you choose the commissioner seat versus a council mm -hmm. or another role in, say, state government? Yeah, well, that is a really good question. Um I just have, I sold my financial advisory practice in, five years ago, actually, in 2017, December 2017. And I started getting involved in the, in the community, volunteering. I volunteer for SCORE. I'm a, a, a mentor, so we help For business. SCORE? What SCORE? Yeah. SCORE, we mentor prospective and existing business owners on any issue that they have. So, like, if you are trying to put together a business plan so you can get financing from a bank 
or if you need a help with marketing or any, any like a consulting firm yeah we actually we're totally volunteer there's no cost wow. to be to, to get mentored by a SCORE volunteer. There's like 50,000 volunteers all across the country. We're under the um, auspices of the Small Business Administration. So do you work with the chamber at all? We actually partner with the, the Valpo Chamber and we try to partner with chambers all all throughout. Oh. Our, we're in five five different counties in, in Northwest Indiana. So if there's so. somebody out there that, I mean, this is a this is why we bring people on. Yeah. We, we learn some interesting yeah. stuff. Yeah. So if there's somebody out there that's thinking about a business and yes. they go, wait a second, yes. that score sounds like, how do they get involved? How Go, do, go to score.org. Score.org, okay. And click on find a mentor. And when you put in your zip code, you'll get they'll, an email will come to us and you'll get assigned a mentor and i'll tell you the mentors that we have in our chapter are the are just absolutely amazing that's awesome i know so these are people oh, that have already built successful businesses well, or either, practices yes exactly yeah people that are mentoring have already built businesses that or they've been in industry they have a lot of experience wow. but now that they've been mentoring for so long they have you know they just they have so much experience you get more experience as your mentor exactly yeah. exactly now exactly. is this just for new businesses no, or somebody no, that, that the, i'm struggling a little of, bit and i need some help it's for the life of your business so wow. yeah and um, and we can as act as a sounding board uh board of directors whatever you know, whatever there. assistance you need. And, and if somebody wanted to, if they're listening to this show and they're a business owner, are you guys looking for volunteers to mentor we are, too? We are looking for mentors, okay. absolutely. I'm not that guy, I'm just a asking. No, <laughs> you're just a dispatcher. And you'd be great, you'd absolutely be great. And so would you, Greg. You know, it's just about listening to people and we provide all the resources so that you can... You know, you can help these prospective business owners. That's pretty that cool. Really yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I never heard of it. I mean, and it's, I'll tell you what, I'll be talking about, well, we have final exams tomorrow, so I'll be talking about it next uh, January to the econ oh, to kids. The kids? Well, I really yeah. wanted mm -hmm. to take this down. I, I, I tried to, with Ivy Tech to see if we could get into Ivy Tech in some of their business uh, programs. Mm -hmm. And they sounded really excited about it, and nothing ever happened. I'm sure they just get busy. But I just thought that would be really cool to start to bring it down to encourage kids that right. are you know in college or even at high school mm -hmm. well here's something that i'm uh, i'll throw out to you because i know every year our school needs it we do uh we've we've started getting a well it's been a bit for more than a few years now but we don't have some of the classes don't have final exams we have final projects mm -hmm. and like uh like right now in our government and uh um English classes, we we yeah. partner together and we do debates. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we had Judge Fish in on Friday when nice. he when mm -hmm. he uh, swore me in. He stuck around for a couple debates. Oh, that's cool. Um, but it's uh, now the second semester. Their English kids do what we call um, project based learning, and they have to start a. The seniors have to start a business. Oh wow! And we bring in judges. I shouldn't uh -huh. say we. I'm not a part of it. Yeah. But uh, the English department brings in judges and they yeah. judge. The kids presenting their oh projects. They're doing a pitch. So it sounds, yeah. Like yeah. It, I, yeah. I've, I've talked they're about elevator pitch. pitches before. Yeah. This is a little bit more involved yeah, in elevator, but, but in the their, same like a pitch. Like so a pitch. sounds like you would be unbelievably awesome yeah. to come in and judge oh, them. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I'm putting out be... the invitation now. So oh, yeah. okay. so <laughs> soon to be commissioner yeah. Regnitz uh, <laughs> has got an open invitation to come to Washington Township. Yay! And uh, at the end, so it'd be in May. Yeah. I want to come and bring my kids because that's what I try to tell them all the time. There's a reason why I'm looking to my right and not to my left. <laughs> well, maybe I'll just virtually connect it. Yeah. But I mean, it's so important. I mean, if you yeah. have that spirit and the 
the nice, sound like a cheerleader. confidence to go yeah. out there and start your own business. Yeah. I think that's where you need to go. Absolutely. You're your own boss. Absolutely. You make your own money, your Absolutely. own decisions. You know, and when you have that inspiration, you don't want that inspiration to die. Mm-hmm. You know, you go, oh, well, I, you know, I have to go off to college because that's what I'm supposed to do. And then it gets beaten out of you, you know, because mm-hmm. now you're going to college instead of following this amazing dream, this inspiration yeah. that you had. So and even having kids, and then you're like, yeah. well, oh, yeah. I can't quit this job. I yeah, got I good know. insurance. I know, you know? I know. Well, but yeah. you can always start a business in your basement or, you know, a side yeah. hustle, a little side yeah. hustle, and then you get some guidance, and that yeah. side hustle turns into yeah. a full blown business. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. Like, so it's like score. doing computers. Yes, score.org. Score. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also, cool. I'm in Rotary too. And we're a service organization. Who's not in Rotary? <laughs> oh, Andy's not. <laughs> I'm not either. I'm not either. <laughs> no, but but because they're very active in Valpo. I yeah, know that's, yeah. And, and Chesterton too. I yeah. think they're. Uh, yeah. Valparaiso. Thank you very much. Yeah. I just said Valpo. I know you said Cheston too, but we'll just let's just stick with Valpo. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if there is one in Cheston actually. No, there's, there's like not. As I know. I'm sorry, Barb. Go ahead. No, no, no. But our motto is service above self. And in terms of getting involved in the community, what better way to be of service, you know, but to be involved it as an elected official? So I, and the other thing is I have a 35-year business background too. So financial and business analysis, project implementation, that sort of thing. And I thought, you know, just the, co- the, the whole combination. And so I thought, well, I, I wanted to stay local. I didn't want to go downstairs. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go any bigger. So how big could I go without getting too big where I could still talk to people and see the kind of impact? And and in talking to a couple people, it was it was county commissioner. So that sounds like a good uh, fit for your skill set. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> that was Andy Bozek that, that said that. I said that, that was, as a joke, but she didn't One of the uh, county no. council at large. Andy, I, I, not I, the guy from District I 3. Don't get, I don't get angry. I just get even. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I'm going to back up now. The slingshot's going to start flying here. Exactly. Holy moly. <laughs> no, and I had the opportunity to meet Barb this last summer, and... Um, <laughs> You know, what I gathered from her, she's a very energetic lady. She does is not afraid to talk to people, and, and she's not afraid to pick up the phone and listen. And that's, you know, very similar to the qualities I feel you and I have, Greg. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're accessible, and we're not hiding. Yeah. So I, yeah. I think that's what the people will get. Yeah. You know, and um, I'm excited for it. So what, what, what was the financial advisory practice? What did you do there, and what made you close that? Was it just how, did you retire? Or? Yeah, I, I basically retired. Oh, okay. So I was a financial advisor for 16 years. Um, started off with A.G. Edwards, and A.G. Edwards got bought by a bank, Wells Fargo, and we didn't want to be a part of a bank, so we moved to Raymond James. And um, it was really, I also a certified financial planner. And I just think it's so important. Planning is so important. And there's so many stockbrokers, you know, that they don't really do that planning component with their clients. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know how they can recommend different investments without understanding what the clients are looking to accomplish. Short-term, mid, you know, intermediate and and long-term goals. So what the listeners really want to know, what is that hot stock tip you got right now? <laughs> Should I sell okay. my Tesla? Should no, I buy my Tesla? You want to buy low and you want to sell oh high. Oh, my okay? God. You heard it here first. <laughs> so I have a question. Just... But I'll tell you, you know, people's instinct is to sell low and buy high. Because you, you know, start the, to panic? Yeah, oh, exactly. Wow. I mean, that we do just the opposite. When, uh, you know, cars are on sale or Target is having a sale, you're all over it. But when stocks are on sale, 
You know, you're right. Yeah, you're, you're like, right. oh, let's just go and farther down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I have a question, and this yeah. is a financial question, yeah. and I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but yeah. so you have an older gentleman that just retires from the mill, and he's got a retirement. Why does package. that have to be the mill? Why can't it be somewhere in Valpo? <laughs> because this is related to something. <laughs> commercials, they, 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 McGill's. How, how do you convince this gentleman <laughs> that has put all this time and effort and he thinks he's running this plan correctly and he very yeah. well may be yeah. but he doesn't uh, want to ask for help he doesn't want to ask a financial advisor for sounds help sounds like a personal what thing do you do? Uh, well Andy? you know what if somebody doesn't want help you're not going to try to push it on him right uh, I mean explain to them though that they should at least talk to a financial advisor too or should they not should they go with their feelings well I you know I people the thing is if somebody isn't going to appreciate advice then I'm going to waste my breath trying to give them advice mm -hmm. So people Daddy have to Bozek? actually. What? Is that what we're saying, Daddy Bozek? <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I, I mean seriously, it's just like any you know. Try try giving advice to your kids when they don't want when they don't want it. They're not. No, it's gonna. You're right. it's, you're, you know, mm -hmm. your their ears aren't even gonna be open. No, okay. no, I was just curious. Yeah. I didn't know if you've run into that a lot or <laughs> what, what kind of situations you have. So now you're going to be a commissioner. What do you want to do? What are your plans? What do you want to attack? Oh, my gosh. I, there's so many things that I do want to tackle. I'll talk about some of the things just that I said on the campaign trail. Um, I really believe that uh, we want to be transparent and we want to have the meetings more open and accessible and available to people. So we are actually going to have uh, an evening meeting. So out of the two meetings that, that we're going to have each month, one of them is going to be in the evening. Be nice. It's going to be on Monday nights before your council meetings. Well, we have ours on Tuesdays. I know. Yeah. So <laughs> the Monday the nights, before. the night before your... Oh, the night before. Okay, yeah, I the see. night before because... None of the other nights were available consistently. So Monday night was the only night that we could consistently. That's going to be really nice because I know, I know that's been a yeah. complaint. I know I personally yeah. can't go to the meetings. I know yeah. Greg's been to a few, but mm -hmm. it's when he's off. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so that, that'll, that's yeah. really nice. That's the cool. other thing that I had hoped that we could do, and it looks like we're getting the equipment to be able to do that, is to live stream mm -hmm. the meetings. That one we did. We ordered pass. it that and we passed. passed it, yeah. So I got an update yeah. the other day from Lee. Um, they, I think the. The last bits of equipment they're waiting on should be yeah. mid-March. Yeah. They're yeah. waiting on equipment to yeah. come in, so yeah. we should be go good yeah. there, too. I yeah. know. I'm excited about yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, we're so far behind. I mean, mm -hmm. you look at the Valpo school board meetings. You look at the Valpo city council meetings. Even and the Portage all... ones are streamed live I, and very I, nicely I, done. I was just emphasizing oh, Valpo. Just for Greg I don't Because I, I don't know any other towns, but I do know that they live stream mm -hmm. their meetings. And I would love for us to get to the point where we could actually take questions or or comment from people who unfortunately can't make it to a meeting and they and you know and they're going to be available via live stream i don't know if we'll be able That's to do I, that i was curious yeah. i don't know if day one will be able to do that but i'm hoping that we'll be able to get to that point so that people can really feel they can participate even if they're not present so no. And I think it'll help. Uh, we're also preparing for, uh, not preparing, but if, if, God forbid, another COVID or something oh, hit yeah. where people yeah. had to work from home, yeah. now we're able to have yeah. people that are at the meeting that yeah. decided to go, and then yeah. people that are at home yeah. can stream in and connect, yeah. too, which would be really cool. They're, yeah. they're going to have Well, TVs what if you have bad weather and people don't feel yeah. comfortable? You know, That's it's true. icy outside, and they don't feel comfortable mm -hmm. going on in the, in the weather. So it just gives people more options. Yeah, I love that idea. We got to do a station identifier oh, real quick. That's right. 
right. Just this is we're about 20 minutes in. 103.1 WVLP. This is the Porter County Buzz. And you can catch us at PCBuzz103 at Yahoo.com. Uh, we are on podcast. And a uh, special shout out to our sponsors, the Independent Order of Odd Fellows. Uh, and matter of fact, they just, uh, this past weekend, they donated, uh, they were part of a donation to the uh, Indiana Veterans Home in, in Lafayette. Uh, we sent $1,500 worth of clothing, uh, pajamas and shorts and shirts down to the uh, Veterans Home and, and a couple chairs, um, those reclining chairs. Actually, those were donated by Bob's Discount Furniture in Merrillville. But uh, That's nice. it's all it's all cool stuff that was collected by the uh District Two uh, Sons of the American Legion, and uh, we, we fell into the. Uh, uh, we, we helped through the um, Post ninety four, the Valpo um, Legion and stuff. So it was all cool. cool. Yeah, but anyways, that's part of the Independent Order of Odd Fellows, and uh, yeah, we thank them for uh, sponsoring our show. And they're always looking for new members. If you wanted to be a member, you mm-hmm. can uh, reach out to that email address that Greg gave. Out. Yeah, PCBuzz one hundred three at yahoo.com and we'll uh, we'll help you out. And that was Greg Sims, uh, one of the co-hosts here. And Andy, Andy Bozak. And then, uh, go ahead. Barbara Bregnitz. <laughs> I'm the lines here. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we had our guest, Commissioner-elect Barb Bregnitz. Well, the other thing, and I hope you will like this idea, because all of you on the council will be invited, is we want to set up business councils throughout Porter County. And I've talked to uh, three of the um, chamber presidents about, you know, getting us launched and the whole purpose of this is for us to listen to business owners and and I, Andy you have a little business right uh, photography and, yes yeah and so um, you would without even knowing it you know so much already about the economy because you have to pivot and and shift and adapt uh, depending on what the economy is doing right. and so you know so much that you don't even know that you know and it's, it seems like government tends to lag behind where <laughs> where things are and I'm just thinking that we as elected officials can end up being more proactive when we are more in alignment and, and are listening to some of our business owners so I was thinking that one of the first things we could talk about uh, and I happened to hear this presentation at the commissioners conference um, last month and somebody from the Indiana Economic Development Council or Commission was speaking and talking about the five E's and one of them was entrepreneurship and the other one was um, environment but it had to do with attracting and retaining talent you know because that's one of the big things around here we have a lot of jobs but nobody wants those jobs yeah. they really want careers they want they want to mm-hmm. they want to see a, a career path and I'm really hoping that we can plan that's what I want yeah, to see. <laughs> yeah 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 so and and we're seeing um, you know this brain drain with kids they they go to college elsewhere and then they don't come back here and we want to make it really attractive well, for, for the kids to come back and I, I just think by us having whether it's like a quarterly or every other month meeting and and just have different topics and but then we we allow the business owners to interact and interject their thinking and ask their questions and hear the answers of the speakers or whatever topic mm-hmm. that we're that we're talking about so no, I, I think, think that'd, that'd be interesting. interesting. I, I've never thought of something like that, to be honest. Um, I think it's a great idea, and I personally I'd like to go and see how it works and yeah. see, you know, what's. Well, involved. I'm, I, I, this is, I just have little seeds of ideas, and I <laughs> ask everybody else to come and water and fertilize and fluff and 
you know, expanded into this big glorious vision of something. But I just come up with a little tiny seeds of the idea and then I'm hoping that other people will help to expand and and take ownership in, in you know different aspects of it too. So that's the man that's very good at that stuff. Good. He always takes he's the good at watering. He's good at <laughs> and, and fertilizing. Like and the suicide board. Yeah. You did it with the um, the stop the bleed. I mean, you've yeah. done some really yeah. cool things. Yeah. I meant that as a compliment. Yeah. I never yeah. say anything nice, so you yeah. get one today. Yeah. And and speaking of stop the bleed, we are going to well, it's March, but Can I'm going to explain yeah. again what that is. Stop the bleed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. Uh, Basically, um, well, in a quick nutshell, uh, it's when somebody is bleeding pretty bad, whether it doesn't matter what, if it's a, a horrific incident where, you know, mass yeah. shootings or a car yeah. accident or someone just fell down and accidentally yeah. cut themselves, it's a way of stopping the bleed. Yeah. So you're helping before the help arrives. So if that means... Oh my um, gosh, that's so awesome. Yeah, putting pressure on the wound, um, mm-hmm. putting a tourniquet on, and uh, we've had... Uh, a couple already where we've had, and they're all free, by the way. We, we do it as a, a service to Porter County. But um, we've had a few, and we've had uh, over 50 people so far. It's a training mm-hmm. program yeah. and a kit, correct? Well, we haven't, the, we're still working on a kit. The, the problem with the kits is the money. They're, uh, the, the, we use a combat tourniquet. And they're expensive, oh, I didn't know. and um, so we're having a hard time. The the kits are going to be about ten to twelve dollars each, and we're having a hard. We don't have the money to buy all these and hand them out, so our thought is to get them, and because the training is free, we're hoping that people will then buy one. Feel you know? Like, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. And and then just pay for the cost of it. We make no money on it, which mm-hmm. is fine. But unless we maybe get a sponsor and put their name on the the carry bag or something, if we can do that or defray the cost. But that's the idea. But now we're also along with the stop the bleed, uh, we're moving into CPR. So that's going to be free as well, unless somebody wants to be certified and get the mm-hmm. card from the Red Cross. Mm-hmm. Then I think it's like seventeen bucks. So it's still less than twenty bucks, that's and so, you can yeah. be certified for CPR. And uh, yeah, we're we're pairing with the um, our health department uh, for outreach. There. That's cool. So, so we should have all our departments trained on this with Stop the Bleeding we're and CPR. We're offering it to everybody. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, she's you, a commissioner. Yeah. She can make them do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we would like to think that we would encourage people well, to want to do it yeah. to where well, it's not have having, to do having it. the health department, mm-hmm. you know, as part of their outreach, you know, yeah. and, and, and having people understand the importance of you know, being willing to do that in an emergency. And, but if people aren't educated, they, if they don't have the resources, they're just going to stand by and not even right. know what to do. So mm-hmm. That's the thing. And, yeah, and, and we're looking at March 8th is the next. And, and I'll give you the times later. Well, it'll be, I we think, 6 o'clock. But, too, but yeah, have it, let me so know. March 8th will be the next time where we, because uh, we just ordered the dummies, the, um, uh, the CPR you didn't order him, did you? Yeah, yeah. you ordered two of me. So check this out. Beat on his chest. I saw this um, picture from this weekend. The guy was flying into LAX airport, and they have um, a machine out there that's by the Red Cross, um, and it's got a dummy built into it. It's computerized, and it teaches you right there with the screen and using this dummy that's all hooked into the machine really? how to do um, CPR. 
which I thought was was at CPR, right? Yeah. 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 So I thought that was really really cool. You know, that's that's a good opportunity. So is that a, something where, hey, if somebody falls down and and they're not breathing, that you look at this guide and like learn at that moment? No, or I think it was a, like you're walking by the machine and hey, they'll teach you the proper, oh. you know, whatever the rhythm is you're supposed to do mm -hmm. and what. I'm not CPR trained, so I honestly don't know. What's interesting? I just don't have seen on TV. Yeah, it's it's not really difficult. It's just practice. You it's do practice. it once and you yeah. feel how. Yeah. Like these dummies, these these new ones are. You press it down, and a light goes on if you're pressing hard enough. Oh, okay. so you kind of get used to how much pressure to kind of put down. But an older person and a young person is going to be a little different because they're a little bit more fragile. Yeah. But yeah. but yeah, that's that's interesting. So it sounds like hey, I've got a couple hours to kill in the uh, airport, and this thing is around there. So maybe it'll teach yeah, me how that's to do what this. I was thinking. That's what wow. I took from it. So that's interesting. All right, I'm sorry it. to get off the. <laughs> No, <laughs> hey, things are out there that people aren't aware of. I mean, you know, what the heck? So, so Bob, did you have other things that you were planning on working on with well, this? Well, one of the other things is, and we've already started, this is a public safety commission. And this is going, once we get it to the point uh, of putting it in, an or, in the form of an ordinance, so it will actually be an official commission, and the council will have an appointment just like, all of the other boards that we have. You said we have one now. What is that? We. I'm oh. just. I'm just having a couple people meet to talk about the framework of what this is going to be, what we are going to, what we want to accomplish, what we want to tackle. Because when you look at public safety, it's huge. Public safety. It's fire, EMS. It's police. It's the 911 It's so. It's so much. It's the ambulance service. It's. And, you know, and there's all this talk about a public safety tax right now. That seems to be the real popular thing. So I haven't heard that being certain popular. Circles. Yeah, I was going to say, popular is not the word I would use. The yeah. firemen are talking about it. Yeah. But, no, uh, no, no, no. Anytime you hear a tax, I don't I know, know popular. I know, I know. You know, and, and the thing is, is that just, it, is it a temporary situation? where um, you know their the salaries aren't where they need to be is this temporary are we just going through a cycle right now and if we put a tax on you can never get a tax yeah, take it off yeah. when you put a tax on so it's just it's taking look a look at, at taking a look at everything in involved in public safety and i know there's a lot of talk about how, what's the most effective way of handling fire protection do we go to fire districts yeah. i mean there's just every every little thing that you want to talk about is complicated so it's just taking all those and and taking one thing at a time and i know ambulance and and fire protection are probably intermingled and intertwined and how do you separate those and decide how you're gonna handle those you know at this point in time I don't know what I don't know with regard to public safety, but hopefully when we bring all the right people together that we can make some strides. Well, I know there has been talk about fire districts and territories, yeah, and, yeah. and some people have gotten upset, and other people are all right, for it. So right. I, I think it's really good that you're bringing these people to the table to yeah. talk, because yeah. we do need to do that. Right. Um, I personally hate to talk about a new tax, but at the same time, I think it's important that we explore our options. I'm right. not saying I'm for it, I'm, but I'm yeah. saying that we, you know, it's that's smart. Mm -hmm. We hey, have to yeah. look at our options. I mean, we look at it, and, and I think we need to understand why people are even talking about a public safety mm -hmm. tax. What is what has gone wrong? What's gone off the rails? Why are we having? Why are we thinking that we need to have this conversation? Yeah, why did Indiana create that option for yeah. you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What why did are, the state of Indiana take away from us yeah. that they had to create this option? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what happened there? I, and I don't understand that, but I'm hoping that oh, when yeah. we 
put this commission together that we can get a lot more intelligence and we can come to more intelligent decisions. Is that group going to be, so that's just um, public safety or is that mental health too? Is that mental health is, is that another thing? Mental health is part of public safety, I think, don't, don't you? Yeah, I do. That's what I was asking. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. But I, so Greg is, um, he heads up our suicide task force too, yeah, so you know. Yeah. So he might be, uh, have some helpful ideas there yeah. as well. Well, I don't know if you realize this, but I learned this at the uh, commissioner's conference and I've been hearing this from other legislators is that there is going to be a huge emphasis on mental health and health in right. general in Indiana, in the state of Indiana, because they have been, you know, underfunding those efforts for a very long time. And I had a, I had a tour of uh, the jail about a year ago and in talking to Dave Reynolds, you know, there are no mental health beds anywhere. And mm. it's like, what do they do? Guess where all of the mental health problems end up? In a jail where mm -hmm. they aren't even properly equipped. They're, I mean, they can't even handle that, that population in any way, shape, or form. So I think that is something that it's good that they're finally going to have a conversation about that. So, But, you know, mental health, it, it involves not just the jail. It's not, it's, it's, it, it really touches every, every department, right? Mm -hmm. You're right. And I think at any, you know, anytime there is a problem, it's, it really is a mental health issue. If you're, you know, if you have substance abuse or Break if you're domestic down, violence, yeah. you know, your anger management. And if you're not in a good mood, you know, there's something going on with you. And most people are able to handle it, right? Most people can cope and handle it. But some people, they're just not able to do it. And we need to make sure that not only are we handling it once it gets to crisis but we start working backwards and see how can we be more proactive in keeping people from getting to the point where we have to do something with them and yep. i know that's gonna that, that's not gonna happen overnight that's gonna take quite a while oh and but a I'm lot just, of people to come to the table for that one yeah You're right. but i'm just glad that indiana finally recognized that that is an issue it from from what i understand we're like in the top five when it comes to economic development but we're in the bottom ten of the states when it comes to health and wellness so they are recognizing that that's an area that we need to focus some resources on it's about time that's all i can say that's awesome yeah. that they're doing it not, yeah. not about time to you yeah. it's about yeah, time yeah, yeah. that they're doing it no. and, and i think that that really is because i think yeah. i know that in the last past year greg and i have talked and we've had separate situations where someone's come to us and needed help with a mental situation uh, uh, yeah. a thing going on in their life yeah. and we uh, who do we talk to <laughs> yeah. what do we do greg's right. uh, a few weeks ago i mean yeah. a few months ago we were talking about that yeah. mm -hmm. We didn't. We who were connected with yeah. the government yeah. didn't know where to go. And yeah. you're right. It's but you know, sometimes issue. wouldn't it be cool if you could just have a network of people who are willing to listen to people, yeah. and like you have some sort of an issue. If you're off in your head all by yourself and you can't talk to anybody about it, you know, it just you blow it up out of proportion and mm -hmm. you don't get pr proper perspective on it. But if you're just able to talk through things, just like with a mentor, you know, just like if you're a business owner and you want to talk to a business mentor, if you're just a human being and you want a human mentor that can just talk to you. And if they don't have a, a priest or somebody that they can go yeah. to at church or, or if they're not religious, you know, it'd be really cool if we could just have people that are willing someone to listen. listen. Yeah. yeah, somebody that'll listen. I'm not really good at that. My wife tells me all the time. I'm complaining to you, and you just want to give me advice. I'm like, well, I see something broken, and I want to fix it. She's like, shut up and listen. Like, Dang it, it's hard. <laughs> but the other thing too, and just in um, just in talking with some of the department heads and so forth, I really like to just connect people, 
And so I happen to be really into health and nutrition. And so in talking with the health department, I would love for us to be do more educational kind of things. And um, wouldn't it be cool if we could do something like where we get the restaurants involved too? And now they're making some of these um, healthy meals that we're suggesting. And so people can actually go like to the dish restaurant and they could try one of these entrees that people can get a recipe for and they can see if they like it and it'll give that's all cool. the nutritional content. Can we name them after council members and commissioners? Yeah, oh, like, I, I think that's a really good idea. <laughs> the the Sims really, really, That's a really good idea. Sims steak, I like it. <laughs> and you'd be a hot dog. Yeah, you're darn right, the bozos. <laughs> but then, you know, then we have them partner with the parks department. Mm-hmm. And now part of it is not just eating healthy, but it's getting out and being active and having, very, you know, different fun programs for people that they can take advantage of in the park. Like a cooking program. Go out to the Sunset Hill and oh, yeah. barbecue some cool stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Healthy stuff. Yeah. I like that. Or, I or just, you know, I, I walking clubs or, or, yeah, walking <sighs> clubs or just, you know, fun things where people can be outside active together. And it's just... You know, it makes it just makes it instead of a chore. Oh, I hate to go work out. Well, who likes to work out? But don't you like to go be active with mm-hmm. friends? Mm-hmm. If you could be active with a group of friends and you go do some fun things, then you don't even think that you're exercising. You're just doing something fun together that happens to be active. That's and we awesome. just start to develop good habits. But I just like being able to connect different departments together and see how can we collaborate? You know, how can we do some cool things together and just think outside of the box? Because right now, everybody is in a silo, right? You're in the health department, and you're in the health department silo. You mm-hmm. don't even know there's any other silos out there. And you know, if you're in the park department, you're just in a park department silo, and you don't even think that there's any other departments out there. But when you start connecting them and see that there's opportunities of things that you could do collaboratively. And I think that we found that that the departments don't always talk. Um, As a matter of fact, we just saw an email today about software and certain departments purchasing software, not talking to our IT department, only to find out they don't work with the hardware. So, yeah, Yeah. there's the communication. But, I mean, you're going to get that, and it's going to continue. You're going to fix some things, and I'm sure some other things will break naturally just because that happens. It's people. Um, But I I really am excited for the change. Uh, Not that we needed a new commissioner, because not that I didn't think Jeff Good did a great job, but it is exciting to have new blood in there um, and it's just going to be a, a new building and, and mm-hmm. you know whether it's good or bad I don't know I think it's going to be good but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's going to be good but I mean that's that's what I'm excited for and this perspective where you're bringing people to the table um, is big and that's something that Greg and I always talk about. Sounds promising. Well, mm-hmm. You know and I'll just I'll give you my little analogy too. Um, you know you we're so used to the typical pyramid like in a corporation where you get the CEO at the top and you get all the staff at the bottom. And I just, I would love for us to flip that pyramid, and now you've got your elected officials at the base. They're at the base. There's the support. So we're here to support. And who's above us? It's all the people that work for the county, right? We're here to support the people that work for the county. And in the you know, these two components, then we support all of the residents of Porter County. You know, we're here to serve the people of Porter County. And I just, I, that's what I really am looking forward to, is us making a difference and serving the people of Porter County, coming up with some, some great ideas and fun ideas. And, you know, we're not just 
boring elected officials and you know oh speaking of can you get the courthouse decorated because i don't know if you've seen that on facebook really the huge thing is the admin center's about decorated the whole downtown of city of valpo's decorated but the courthouse has no lights up and i haven't seen it i don't know that for a fact but miss regnitz or commissioner soon to be regnitz we need to get some lights on that courthouse. Well, I absolutely agree. I mean, I'm I'm Mrs. Christmas, so we have to make sure there's lights Amen. on that courthouse. And you'll never hear me complain about too many lights. <laughs> Besides, I did go to the, uh, this weekend, my kids and I went to the uh, park on 6. What is it called? Sunset Hill. Saw the Christmas lights over there. Absolutely beautiful. First comment my son you made have been there. how many lights are out on every strand, Dad? I go, I know, it's frustrating yeah. as a Christmas light guy. Yeah. You see yeah. this out, yeah. you're like, bro, you got to fix these lights, man. Half them are out. Like they're throwing a present, but it's only half a present. <laughs> so, so, so cool. So our chorus was actually out at Sunset Hill. Were they really? Last, our show chorus was out there. Wait, last, you're in a show I'm, choir? I'm in a show choir, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. No way. Yeah. And that's we were awesome. singing out there Christmas carols. It was really fun with Santa. Santa that, by the way, that's Santa that's out there. He sings too. Does he really? He does. He's a really good singer. See, my 15-year-old just told me the other day he wants to join show choir um, really? next year because he was, he's really? in Camarada. Oh, my so gosh. So they invited him to be oh in show choir Oh, my gosh. Wow. And you know what my answer was? Well, Ava, my other daughter, is going to be in high school next year. I said, yeah. she wants to be in show choir. I go, go get me a price. <laughs> okay, let's not talk any further until <laughs> I know what the cost is involved in. Because I've heard a couple thousand to five thousand dollars. That's whoa, okay. So I don't whoa, know that whoa, I have whoa. a lot of interest. I mean, unless he's really good. But anyways, I just that's really cool that uh, you know you do that too. That's I, I, sure. I'll have to tell Ada next time you meet him or see him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, it's really fun, and, and uh, it's Great Lakes Sound Chorus, by the way, and we're always looking for women singers because it's we are not a co-ed. Chorus, oh, okay. So, yeah. I was going to say, you don't like the guys singing? But we do uh, encourage young singers to come join us and at least check us out. So. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's, I was at, just at church Sunday, and the, what's it, the organist asked me if I would join the choir. I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm embarrassed to talk in front of people, let alone sing in front of them. Are you kidding? <laughs> Sorry to get off subject again. Greg, you want to do another station identifier? Yeah, this is WVLP 103.1 FM, Porter County Buzz. And uh, you're listening to Greg Sims, Andy Bozek, and our guest today extraordinaire that Andy forgot to say I forgot earlier. To say extraordinaire. Uh, Barb Regnitz. And uh, we're sponsored by the Independent Order of Odd Fellows, Chequick, number 56, downtown Valparaiso, Indiana. So, uh, yeah. And we're just talking to Barb, meeting Barb, the future uh, or, uh, commissioner elect for Porter County District. I keep two. screwing up two. Two, right? Two. <laughs> District two. You don't even need to mention the district. I mean, that's just, you have to, it just, you have to come from <laughs> a certain part of the county to be able to run in this cycle, right? Well, if, where I live, if I wanted to run for commissioner, I'd have to run against Jim Biggs. I yep. know. Oh, it I does know. matter what district yeah. you live in to some extent. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I have no plans yeah. to do that. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> so, Barb, you... Um, you came from Illinois, or did you grow up in Indiana? I Where did grew you... up. I grew up in Wisconsin. Did you really? In a oh. little town called Thienesville, which is smaller than Coates. <laughs> really little town. I'm the oldest of ten kids, and my youngest sister wow. is 13 years kidding? younger than I am. So we were a very, very crazy wild house, and everybody's everybody is very active. How much younger? 13 years. Oh, my God. So they, your parents were bam, bam, every I know, year there was a new I know, one coming out. I know, I know. Wow, the that's first, awesome. The first six were born one year after another. 
The first four were all in December too. <laughs> I know. <Wow>. I know. <laughs> so you and, guys must be Catholic. So yeah, you are. <laughs> you you hit it. You hit it. We are. Yeah. And then I was um, I was wanting to go to college, and I was, but I was working forty hours a week when I was in high school, and I had no. Because I wanted to go to college, right? And I knew my parents couldn't afford to send me because my dad had started his own business and we really were poor. So, um, and I was just talking to a couple guys in my math class and I said, Hey, I want to major in math. Where are you guys going? And they said, Well, we're going to Purdue. And I go, Why are you going to Purdue? Well, it's a great engineering school, so they have to be good in math. And I go, that sounds good enough to me. <laughs> uh, and so I said, That's okay. Science, yeah. I said, I, I said, I'm going. I'll, I'm going to go to Purdue then. So then my parents and I went down there, and they said, you need too much money. You can't come here. Wow. And, um, and so a couple of weeks later, my mom goes, well, where are you going to go to school? And I go, well, I'm going to Purdue. And she goes, well, didn't you hear what they said? And I said, no, I'm going to Purdue. And then when I graduated, I got I got a scholarship because I was at the top of my class, and I got a scholarship. You worked for it. You earned and, that scholarship. Um, <laughs> and then I called Purdue and I said, "Can I go now?" And they go, "Yeah." No way. Yeah, and so I had a I had loans up the wazoo, uh, mm. but I still went to. So that's how I knew about Indiana because I went to Purdue. The, the chocolate shop was it there? Is that how long has that chocolate shop been there? Yeah. <laughs> Forever, At least, the yeah, forever, <laughs> yeah, forever. But my senior year in college, I actually spent in Freiburg, Germany. So it, not only did I major in math, because every single class, including the English class that I was taking, was in German, I got enough credits so that I could double major. So I got a um, double major in math and German. That's awesome. Yeah. Which, your husband, now, you mentioned he was a teacher, right? Yeah. Is he into math? No, not at all. Not <laughs> at all. Not at all. We are like oil and water. Completely different. Completely different. But, uh, Does he do the family budget or do you? <laughs> <laughs> I figured he, I knew that he, answer. He cooks. Yes. He does all so the do cooking. <laughs> he does all the cooking, and I'm so glad. <laughs> no, but um, so when, um, when I came back from Germany, I had to do my student teaching, and that meant that I graduated mid-year. And so I was looking for a teaching job that would start in January. Do you know how hard that is? And there was a glut of teachers at that time. Uh. But there was this little school in Cedarburg, Wisconsin, and they were looking for a German teacher for one semester. Hmm. Because it's like, like God is speaking to you. I know, like, yeah. I know, I know. A German teacher for one semester. For one semester, and I didn't want to teach German anyway. I wanted to teach math. So <laughs> that was the way to get, you know, so. But then I, after three years, I realized that I... I'm sorry. You have to be special. You have to be a very special person to be a teacher. You have to not only like some kids. You have to like all kids. <laughs> and, <laughs> look at Greg's eyes here. Do you, Greg? <laughs> <laughs> you have to really like kids in That's a way awesome. that I, you know, because I was a super overachiever when I was in school, getting straight A's. It was really hard for me to relate to the kids who just weren't. Wanting to work, yeah. you know, it's hard. See, I would have related to those kids. It's the same. What's that? What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. <laughs> so then, and um, in in the in my last semester when I was at Purdue, I took a, a, a computer class. Fell in love with computers, but it was too late because I was going to Germany and then coming back in student teaching. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to see if I can get into a computer-related job. And I, I was I was getting my master's at that point, and. Um, 
I was just talking to people, you know, is there anybody that will hire a raw trainee to be a computer programmer? And they listed off um, three companies. One of them was the Woolworth Company, and they had their central accounting office up wow. in Brown Deer, Wisconsin. And so I went to work for them, and I felt like I had died and gone to heaven. It was like, you know, uh, it was like an eight-hour prep period. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to go into the class. You didn't have to go into yeah. the classroom. <laughs> but you're probably doing ba basic and Pascal and all that well, stuff, that, or no? At, for the, the Woolworth Company, we were doing COBOL. Oh, okay, COBOL. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. And wow. then um, we had an opportunity to, uh, I had an opportunity to get a job with United Airlines, and that's what brought us to Illinois. And that was just an amazing, oh my gosh, so much fun. What we got to do with airport automation systems, designing things for the airports. One of my big, my big baby was the, um, was the jetway reader, you know, your boarding pass reader. That was that was my big part. But I worked on so many that other things. That thing's projects. very reliable, too. When I, I go through it, it reads my pass every time. Do you know, Andy, before we did that, they had no idea who was really on the plane. No, they really I didn't. Did. Seriously. They did not know who was on the plane. They had a guess because of people who checked in, uh -huh. but there was no way that they, they knew. They went in the terminal. They actually went. Wow. But do you know what prompted doing the, the gate reader was they the FAA said, you have to do a passenger bag match. Because if somebody checks in their bag, there could be something bad in there. And if they don't get on the plane, it could blow up. So they had to do a passenger bag match. And that was the reason for, um, for having a gate reader. So they knew, actually knew who was on the plane. And then if somebody had checked in a bag, but they never got on the plane, then they knew to yank Yeah, the don't get on that plane. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. No, they, yanked the, they would yank those bags then. So. Well, I mean, you see, no. I thought you were a smart lady before, but now I'm finding out you're a computer programmer. <laughs> like, you are a lot more hands than I thought there, Ms. Barb. <laughs> a math savant. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so no, that, that was really that was really fun stuff. Then yeah. you got into the financial advising after yeah, well, that? After, so after 16 years of being in, in that industry, so United Airlines, they spun off their, um, their reservation system, their Apollo reservation system. And when they did that, they decided to spin off all of us because they couldn't pay us competitively within United Airlines. And so they, they had to spin us off so they could pay us competitively because of, of the level of uh, programming and, and uh. projects that we, they were doing. So now we were part of a separate little company. And then... Then they ended up selling half of that company to a consortium of airlines, and pretty soon they didn't want us doing work for United Airlines anymore, and that got all messed up. And so I ended up um, leaving after 16 years. My dad, um, That's a long he time got for a career to leave. That's a big change. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But then my dad got sick, <clears throat> and he asked me to run his company. And then when he died, I didn't have any interest in his company. What did he so, do? He was in telecommunications, and uh, we just sold the company, and uh, then I was looking for something else. And I had been managing our investments because we could never find a decent financial advisor. It was terrible. I, I, I don't know why that, why that was. I guess it's the old 80-20 rule, right? Um, and so I was just managing all our investments, and people kept saying, "Barb, could you do could you do ours too? Could you do ours?" And uh, you know that oh, I just didn't want that responsibility. That's a lot of risk, yeah, especially for friends. <laughs> I know, I know. And so, yeah, but a really good friend of mine who had given me spot on advice before said, "Barb, you need to do this professionally. This is what you need to do. You you can't be bearing this gift. You need to do this for other people." And I thought, oh. Gosh, okay, I'll take a look at it. And then I was interviewing with several different companies. 
And they had this thing on the wall of what financial advisors do. And it's really about, it's like being a money doctor. You know, you really help people um, with peace of mind so they can sleep at night. Mm. And to, to achieve their financial goals, you know, their kids going to college and so they can retire and just all these cool things. And I thought, boy, that just, you know, that's being of service to people. And that just was such a, you know, that really appealed to me. So you uh, you got into, um, and this is a, probably a stupid question because I assume the answer is yes, but like individual, I was buying this stock today, selling this stock tomorrow, that kind of thing. You were actually in, uh, investing people's oh, yeah. money. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you were a portfolio. You were not Bernie Madoff, but Bernie Madoff, but on the legal end of things. No. The right way. <laughs> well. I guess that was a bad, Greg's face drops. Or so I said, that's not the one I should have used. The only one that came to my mind, and that's what I said. I'm sorry okay, if that's so offensive. So my <laughs> clients, my clients were individuals like you, Andy, and your dad, who actually wanted some advice, and business owners. Because I really had a heart for business owners. And, you know, their, um, their exit strategies for getting out of their business, their mm -hmm. 401ks, and helping their employees plan, too. So I really like, the, I really like those two categories of, of clients. Are you still doing that? You, you still have to do it for yourself, right? You still have to manage your own money and do the. You still well, have to stay, actually, keep your finger I on the sold, pulse. I sold my practice to um, my partner, uh -huh. and uh, I, I just let him. Oh, I'm they letting, manage your money. I'm letting oh, him. That's cool. Yeah, I'm letting him be my financial advisor. So when I left the industry, I left the industry, and I'm, you know, if you ask me what the hot stock tip is today. I couldn't even give you a good well, answer. Call that, call that partner and let me know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so well, can I ask, I, yeah. saw, I read an article a few years ago. Yeah. Um, did you guys invest some money or donate some money to the, um, what's it called, Not the Porter County Foundation? Yeah. Is that, yeah. Is that yeah. correct? And yeah. is that an endowment? Or what did yeah, you, can you talk endowment. about what you did over there? Yeah. No, I, we, we, we did a family fund. So and that's pretty much you just donate a, a large chunk of money yeah, to them, yeah. and then this will continue to yeah, right, reinvest. Right. Or what, what yeah. Well, we can we can donate a certain uh, percentage of five percent of that every year, and it just lasts in perpetuity. Oh, that's awesome! So, I know. So you make an impact for the yeah, yeah. The, the the length of that company being around, that foundation being around. Yeah. Well, I'm it, you know if that foundation isn't around anymore, then that, those monies will transfer to another foundation and. You know, so that those mm -hmm. dollars will continue to benefit the community for in perpetuity. So that's the first I had ever heard of yeah. you. I saw a picture of you and your husband. I think you guys were on a bench at a park somewhere. And no, he was talking about donating no, money. No, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. No, I like the idea. You, so as a financial advisor, found money is not a good thing to have. Like if you have, if you get a windfall, like an inheritance or the lottery or whatever, you tend not to spend that wisely at all. And you know some of these not-for-profits, if they would get a windfall of money, they might not be able to s handle that responsibly. I don't know. You just don't know. Yeah. But if they know that they're going to get a certain amount of money every year, then they have to budget for that, and they know that's coming in. Versus, you know, they get this one in influx of cash. Are they necessarily going to handle that in the most effective way? Because it's just like found money. Just like if you yeah. all of a sudden you found a thousand dollars, you're just gonna. Bam! Spend that money, right? I'll tell you, a portion of it will be spent really quick. Yeah. <laughs> a yeah. big portion of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, that makes a lot of sense. So we got about five minutes left here. Greg, Holy did you moment. have anything else you wanted to cover? No, I was just just listening. No, it's all pretty good. Barb, is there anything that you wanted to bring up before we... Um, and the show, or is there anything we didn't cover that you wanted well, to say? Well, I just want to tell you, I am so excited. 
And I've been excited for over a year about being county commissioner because when I make a decision to do something, it's done. You know, so when I decided that I was going to run, I had already won the race. I just had to work backwards and figure out <laughs> the steps. And talking of steps, I knocked on roughly 11,000 doors. And, um, you know, that that it is probably a hard thing for some people. But I'll tell you, that was so rewarding. I got to go all around the county and you know there are so many different little neighborhoods all over the place chesterton valparaiso portage hebron Coutts. there it's every little community has its own feel its own and you find yourself you're like i didn't even know there was a i know, I, know, I, know. Care. <laughs> I know and what's interesting is the people in that little area are a lot more alike than the people over in this little, you know, it's just, it, it was just so interesting. And I met so many different, so many different people and it was just really fun. But I will tell you, but since both of you are on the county council, the two biggest complaints and only the, well, sidewalks they complained about, but we don't yeah, really, we that. don't, <laughs> county, the, county doesn't have sidewalks. Right. Well, except for in South Haven, so, I understand. Yeah. Oh, but that's true. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Roads mm-hmm. and drainage. That's, yeah, I, that makes sense. You know what? I can't. I, the the uh, the horror stories and the sob stories I heard about the the flooding issues, and I just hope that we never make those mistakes again. Yeah, where it's we poor planning in the in I the beginning. know That's in the beginning. Sad. I just hope we never make those mistakes mm-hmm. again. Well, I think with our our engineering department, yeah, our, yeah, our architectural yeah. department, yeah, yeah. They're, they're pretty awesome. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, if 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 we know about it collectively yeah. as an yeah. engineering department, it's yeah. getting addressed. But you know what? Today it's drainage. What other yeah. little things yeah, is it going right. to be? I mean, what's going to hit us in 50 years and the taxpayers in 50 years? Because look at solving those drainage issues right now. That's tens of millions of dollars. That is, boy, if we didn't have to spend that money, we could be doing a better job with the roads and better job with the bridges. You're right. You're right. So it and would be great. I know the roads is a big complaint that I hear. I know I use the roads a lot, the, yeah. the county roads, and yeah. some of them are really crappy. I mean, I, well, yeah, I'm with you. And if that road is right outside and you see it every single day, mm-hmm. that's going to be the and you hit that same pothole, yeah, exactly. you know, because yeah, exactly. they, they do yeah. remill it, so it does. Yeah. But I'm mean. really looking forward to working with the council, too, because I think we can accomplish so much together. Well, I think we got a good council and a good, good group of commissioners. I think yeah. you guys will operate well together. Um, mm-hmm. I hope so. I, I really do. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a positive, at least I could say two years, because I'm on it for two more years. Um, who knows what's going to happen after that? I'll have to rerun. But, uh, Greg, <laughs> you got four years. I, yeah. <laughs> after all the, uh, I, I, I want a break. And he used, he had an electric scooter, because he, he, he had a campaign here in Valpo. And so I'd see him. I'd be waiting for him to come here to the show. And here goes, zoom, Greg, zoom by on a scooter. <laughs> really? Oh, my doors. gosh. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I I had seventy five hundred doors, so I can identify with what you're saying. Yeah. But I yeah, there were some areas where I was on a bike, bicycle, scooter, walking, all that stuff. I had to maximize the amount of yeah. space, and some of those driveways, I'm sure you know, oh were pretty darn gosh. far. Gosh. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. There was one day where it was hailing, slating, snowing, and raining all within like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> but. You know, I thought you get the sympathy vote then. Yeah, yeah. That's true. What are you doing in this? Yeah, yeah. But do you know in the spring, going up to the primary, 
if I could count on my less than 10 fingers of the nice days, you know, and everybody mm. said, well, you didn't pick a very nice day. If I waited for a nice day to I go never, door, it would you never happen. Out. Yeah. <laughs> Although the fall, the fall was just glorious. We did we did. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. The weather in the we fall did. was so mm-hmm. amazing. Every day I was going and I just wished I could capture it you know if I, we could just bottle this and save it and pull it out in january yeah. and february pull, right <laughs> pull it out this week <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice yeah. well um i barb thank you very much for coming back or coming to the show um mm-hmm. i just want to say because we only got a minute left thank you all to all of our listeners this is andy yep. um merry christmas guys and thank you yeah guys. merry oh, christmas everyone merry, yeah. merry christmas border county yeah. and go see uh, check out andy's lights while they're still up till january 2nd yeah that sounds good Anything else, guys? No, this is WVLP 103.1 FM. This is Porter County Buzz. And uh, we'll catch you again next week. Thanks a lot for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.